This is Everyday Wellness, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve your health and wellness goals and provide practical strategies that you can use in your real life. And now, here is your host, nurse practitioner Cynthia Thurlow. Today, I'm delighted and excited to have Dr. Kadar Prasad with us. He has the, he actually obtained the first radiation biology PhD in 1963. He is a youthful 80-plus-year-old gentleman. It's unbelievable. It's hard for me to believe that he is chronologically the age he is because he's just so incredibly knowledgeable and smart. He holds patents on the radiation defense benefits of micronutrients, which we're going to talk about. He has published 29 books and over 250 peer-reviewed scientific papers on micronutrition, including papers on radiation defense with micronutrition. He's been a professor at the University of Colorado Medical School for 30 plus years and is the director of vitamin and cancer research. He's also a member of the British Royal Society of Medicine, an invited member of the Nobel Nominating Committee for Candidates in Medicine, and former president of the International Society of Cancer and Nutrition. He is joined by his colleague, Dave Namelka, who is a Wharton MBA. He is a Procter & Gamble healthcare brand manager. He is a founder of McKinley Capital and founder and CEO of Engage Global and Dr. Prasad's partner in bringing wellness to the world with micronutrition. Welcome, gentlemen. It is such a pleasure to connect. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah. And so, Dr. Prasad, one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on and speak to my community is that there's so much misinformation about radiation and EMF. I think I really want to dive right into helping my community understand what is electromagnetic frequency fields, why is it concerning with the growing technology of 5G, and, you know, proactively talking about what this does to our bodies. This is not woo-woo. This is actual science. I was telling Dr. Prasad and Dave before we got started that I live in a part of the country where we have massive, massive data centers. I cannot tell you how many clients and patients and friends have started telling me they're having trouble sleeping and significant trouble sleeping. And so as I was talking off recording, you know, as I have learned more about how these technologies impact our health, the more concerned I have become. And so I'm really just delighted to have you here this afternoon. So let's dive right in. Let's talk about what EMF is and why we need to be concerned about it. Yeah, EMF radiation has two components. One is magnetic, another is electrical. The electrical power or electrical transmission you can block by many blocking agents but magnetic field or magnetic radiation cannot be blocked. So this, they will penetrate to your system and cause damage. So this is the main difference because electromagnetic radiation has, as I said, two components. And one is electrical component, magnetic component. Electrical component, you can block it. Magnetic component, you cannot block it. And that's why it enters in your body and causes damage. So that's one difference is what the EMF radiation is. And so we recognize that, that this occurs everywhere, but as we're seeing more technology, as we're seeing, you know, smartphones and Wi-Fi and cell towers and smart meters, I think those are all things that people listening recognize 
what is it about the technology that is so concerning, especially with 5G? I mean, I was actually looking at the differences in how much more powerful going from 4G to 5G is. I think a lot of people hear that terminology. They're not familiar with what that represents, but the net impact to our bodies is pretty significant. That's correct. And G refers to generation, first generation, second generation, third and fourth generation. So previous generations, uh, they were in the range of a 1800 to 2500 millihertz. So that most of our cell phone Wi-Fi was operating on that frequency range. But the fifth generation of 5G had a frequency range of from 30 to 300 billion hertz. And there would be a power station in your neighborhood so that it can review faster and so on and so forth. So technology is going to be with us. We cannot get rid of it. And, and it is just like a radiation environment, background radiation. So the difference in the, is a several fold difference in energy. And the higher the energy, the greater would be damage. Mm-hmm. And most of the study that has been done in human as well as in animal has been done with the previous generations like in the range of up to 2.5 G or 2,500 millihertz. So most of the study, very few study has been done with the 5G in that range, not in a 300 billion, but say 30 billion hertz. And so it is going to be more damaging than the previous generation because it has more energy, it can penetrate more better than the other one. Now, so, so this is the main difference between the previous technology and the current one that the 5G is a much, much higher frequency of, than the previous generation. And, 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 the, the, and this makes the communication very fast. Everything will work, work very, very fast, which is a good thing. But the question is, did, how do you, uh, first you have to, first I will talk about the, what damage has been studied in various parameters. And first is that the uh, epidemiology study suggested that the previous generations uh, frequency range between, let's uh, say, up to 2.5 G uh, can increase the risk of cancer. And as a matter of fact, the International Agency for Research in Cancer has defined previous generation's frequency as a possible carcinogen. So this has been accepted that. And sometimes people question, and correctly so, epidemiology study or survey type of a study that is the association rather than cause and effect. But if it is supported by animal study, that means that is real. So the cancer issue has been there for a long time, brain cancer, other type of cancer. A risk increases with the electromagnetic radiation. And National Center for Toxicology had done an extensive study in animals, thousands of animals in rats. And they found that exposure to a similar level of EMF radiation can increase the risk of brain cancer and other cancer as well. So it is for real. Another potential damage is that some people are very sensitive mm-hmm. to electromagnetic radiation and they suffer, like you mentioned, sleep is one of them. That is called hypersensitivity. Uh, they also feel fatigue. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have some transient uh, cognitive fogginess of the brain. So these are a real one. As soon as they go out of the field, then they feel better. So these things are going to stay with us for a long time. And they also found that EMF radiation also causes a change in a, uh, at least in the animal study they showed, that it change in the sperm counts, damage to the testes, damage to the reproductive organ, ovary. 
And these are again, when the animal assertive shows at least you cannot extrapolate to human, but at least you have, you have to be cautious that this could be found out and therefore devise a strategy that can protect against this kind of damage. EMF radiation also causes a cellular damage, like DNA damage. And DNA damage has been documented. It, and as you know, once the DNA, DNA gets damaged, it causes mutation, and that increases the risk of many other diseases. So it is not only causes on a cellular level, molecular level, but EMF causes damage also on the organism levels in rat and also in human, in, in at least in, in terms of neurological issue, uh, they are very well established that human data. And this has been known for a long time. It is only coming up recently because more and more people get exposed to and we find uh, these kind of things. So next question is that this is reality, damage is real. How do you protect yourself? And you mentioned like that, this is turn off the Wi-Fi or many things, but sometimes you have to work in a computer. It is work. You have to work with the, uh, you can't turn off everything. Even if you go outside, especially when the 5G become operational, mm-hmm. there would be a station with all kind of energy installed near your neighborhood so that you can get communication better. So you can protect to a certain extent inside, but also if you go outside, you are again exposed to it. So there is no way, it becomes a, like a background hazard. Well, it's almost like a toxic stew. I've actually heard it's like environmental. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. an environmental toxin, a new, and it makes life very easy. But the question is, how do you protect it? I just want to interject one thing here. You know, I think many people are discounting the true magnitude of the increase in this EMF from uh, 5G radiation. It really is, it's not just a small step in difference, it's the magnitude of differences is where the concern is, I think, that you've expressed to me in the past that, you know, original 1G and early stage radiation, EMF radiation was so low, but now 5G is upwards of almost 700 times more powerful than that. And that's where your great concern is coming from the 5G launch. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. I mean, you take from a 2.5 or 2G to 30 to 300G, the billion or gigahertz, that's a lot of difference. Well, and I think about, you know, from the perspective, I'm a parent and in my area, there are a lot of children. And it's one thing, the impact of this technology on an adult brain, but I am more concerned about the impact on developing brains, you know, infants, toddlers, I have teenagers in my home but the cumulative impact on developing brains. And is there any research right now? I did a quick lit search. I didn't see a ton. Is there any research right now that's really demonstrating what the impact is on developing brains or even pregnant women in terms of their, you know, the impact on the fetus? I know this is a gray area in research because no one wants to do studies on kids and certainly not on pregnant women. Right. But it's of concern to me because I would imagine that developing brains are going to be that much more susceptible to these kinds of toxins. I think you're very correct. And actually, they have shown that the children are much more sensitive to, say, hypersensitivity than the adult. I mean, even ionizing radiations, X-ray or gamma ray, children are generally more sensitive than adult. And this is a form of radiation, therefore you expect it. But in an animal model, even they have done a study on pregnant rats. And when they did it, and they found the office swing will have some cognitive dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And so 
But you know, this kind of a study we can't do in a human, mm -hmm. but we can do to protect the pregnant woman from potential hazard of that. And therefore, it is very important that the protection that we will be discussing today would be applicable at all ages, but the formulation would be different for his children or for sure. pregnant women. You know, so, Cynthia, there was a study that Dr. Brasad and I have reviewed. It showed the penetration of the EMF MAC radiation in the brain, and it measured the impact on a five-year-old. Mm -hmm. I think it was a 10-year-old and then an adult. And the EMF radiation on the child, it was penetrating upwards of 70, 80% of the child's brain because the skull thickness is, is much mm -hmm. less and the child's you know, brain is developing. On the, the teenage children, it was impacting a, almost a little over 30% of their brain. In an adult, it was about 20%. But the impact on everyone's brain is happening. But as you said, there is a extra concern we should have relative to children's exposure to EMF radiation. Yeah, because yeah. I think, you know, as a clinician, my mindset, because the susceptibility is so different in, in, in a developing human as opposed to someone who's fully grown. But I just think about all the exposures these children are having. And certainly, I think because people can't see radiation, they can't see EMF and certainly sense it. You know, you mentioned the canary in the coal mine, you know, the people that are more sensitive, I'm certainly one of them. There was a house that we will be going to settlement on tomorrow. So by the time this episode comes out, it'll be a done deal. But we moved into this house five and a half years ago, same neighborhood. We moved one mile away. And from the time I moved into that house, I stopped sleeping well. And I told my husband, I'm like one of these people. I'm like a great sleeper. I've been this way my whole life. And it wasn't until we had our house tested that all of a sudden the pieces of the puzzle started coming together that there was so much external radiation coming into the house, the Wi-Fi, the microwave, yes. that I was just incredibly sensitive to this, as was one of my children. Right. And so we did everything we could in this house. And we'll talk about some of those things when we get to strategies, everything you can imagine. And finally, we made a decision to move because it was so significant. And I just think not everyone has that option. But the point I'm trying to share is that sometimes it can be exacerbated by location. Yes. For us, you know, affluent suburban area, there's just so much external forces that I'm the canary in the coal mine. I am absolutely that person. So as you're describing it, that some people are more susceptible. For yes. me, it was the impact on my sleep because it would dysregulate my cortisol. So my cortisol would spike and I would wake up in the middle of the night. And we know that if melatonin is suppressed, cortisol yeah. is up, you're not sleeping. <laughs> just yeah. add into that being a middle-aged female, it's just like the perfect environment to not yeah. have a good night's sleep. But getting back to what we were talking about, because I know I went off on a tangent. At some point, we've all been sold a big fat lie. It's called the protein misconception. So starting in the 1980s, we all believe that more protein equated to more muscle growth. And I'm here to tell you it's a big misconception. This has a great deal to do that our body can only absorb protein that's broken down into smaller building blocks called amino acids. It doesn't matter if you're consuming 30 grams of protein or 300 grams of protein. If you don't have a sufficient supply of enzymes to digest the protein, your muscles will ultimately be unable to use these as vital building blocks. That's why it's crucial you take a high quality digestive enzyme. The one I trust and use myself is called Masszymes by Bi Optimizers. Masszymes is a full spectrum enzyme formula with more protease than any other commercially available product. 
product with five different forms of protease. Plus, it contains all the other key enzymes you need for optimal digestion. If you're experiencing bloating, gas, or digestive distress, a contributing factor can be that your body is no longer producing as much digestive enzymes. And you can try Masszymes today, risk-free. They have a 365-day full money-back guarantee and is the gold standard in the industry. Go to biooptimizers.com slash Cynthia. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com slash Cynthia and use promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off of any order. Again, that's promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off any order. Weight gain is one of many symptoms that our hormones are in decline, especially as we navigate perimenopause into menopause. Dr. Anna, who is a great friend of mine, is an OBGYN who's treated thousands of women just like you and I who experience increasing dryness and even pain in the bedroom as they get older. Jolva is the solution Dr. Anna formulated for her own clients, and it has since been loved by over 100,000 women. It's a feminine cream with DHEA that helps the body regenerate moisture from the inside out. 92.8% of Jolva users experience a significant improvement in the first four to eight weeks. Get 10% off your first purchase of Jolva by using the link dranna.com slash Cynthia. That's DrAnna.com, Cynthia, and get 10% off your first purchase. Kind of talking about the things we can do to protect ourselves. You know, what are some of the strategies that we can do that, and I like multi-layered approaches. So I always say, you know, everyone can kind of take something from this discussion and be able to help support themselves, their health and their family. What are some of the things that, that we can do to be more knowledgeable Obviously, you know, beyond, you know, if you know you have a data center in your area or you're near a cell tower, that's something that, you know, you may not be able to pick up and move, but what are some of the things that we can all do to lessen the impact on our health? Yeah, first, there has been a lot of advertisement about physical protection. For example, on a cell phone, if you put some kind of a protective metallic or any kind of that people sell in the marketplace, it will protect it. But this Federal Trade Commission of the U.S. examined that effectiveness of that strategy, and they found that it does not protect at all against EMF radiations. Not only that, but if you have some kind of shield, then you cannot drive enough power to communicate nicely. So you have to get more power, and therefore you are exposed to higher level of EMF radiation than if you don't have your any protective device on your cell phone, because that's not appropriate in my opinion. And Federal Trade Commission has said so. And because the magnetic radiation penetrates everything. So if you have shielding it, then you are preventing the energy to come into picture. And therefore, you want to talk, you have to drive more energy in order to Mm -hmm. communicate it. And that means you are exposed to more EMF radiation than if you have no protective mechanism there. And that's really important if you're listening, because I had one of those on my cell phone several years ago. And then when I had my house evaluated, that is what I was told, take that off because it's actually going to cause more damage. So if you have 
a device that protects you from your laptop or your cell phone or tablets or with your kids, take them off because it's actually increasing your exposure. The big takeaway, save your money. Okay. Sorry to interject. I just thought that was really important. I was shocked by that. That's very important. I'm glad you pointed out that thing. And then the question is that then what we do in order to taking precaution that you are taking it, and this is all physical protection, but still you are getting certain amount of radiation. So what you do it? In order to understand that, we have to know what kind of cell damage that EMF radiation do. If we know that, then we can devise a protective scientific-based or scientific evidence-based protective strategy. Now, it has been demonstrated in the literature, and you may have read it, Cynthia, that the EMF radiation causes extensive production of free radicals. Mm-hmm. And they have been measured it. This is all the markers of oxidative damage, uh, like MDA and DNA. Adduct. People have measured all kinds of parameters, oxidative damage caused by free radicals. It also causes inflammation. And therefore, these two processes are linked with not only acute, like hypersensitivity, but also the uh, long-term effect, uh, like on reproductive organ or or cancer. And they all involve the free radical, excessive amount of free radical damage and inflammation. And EMF radiation, just like ionizing radiation, X-ray or gamma radiation, they also produce the same kind of a biological phenomena. So the question then, how do you reduce them? Mm-hmm. This is very important because then you have to have a some kind of a agent which can destroy both free radicals and inflammation at the same time. Now, what we have devised like EMF, uh, micro daily EMF, we have devised the formulation in a way that can not only reduce the oxidative stress or generation of free radicals, but it can also reduce inflammation. Now, what are the requirements to do that? Well, if you reduce, in order to reduce oxidative stress and inflammation, you have to make the two criteria. One criteria is you have to enhance the level of antioxidant enzymes, you know, catalase, peroxidases, many, you know, all those three enzymes. And so how do you do it? One and only way you can do, increase the level of not only anti-protective enzyme, but also detoxifying enzymes is by activating a nuclear transcriptional factor. And you have, may have heard that NERF2. Mm-hmm. Activation is, is very important. But in chronic diseases like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's disease, uh, they become generally, you have to have a free radical to activate them. Mm-hmm. But what happens if you are exposed for a longer period of time chronically, then it becomes very resistant. So in the presence of NERF2, you still have a high oxidative stress, high inflammation. That means they have become resistant. So how do you do it to activate them? Certain antioxidants like vitamin E, coenzyme Q10, alpha lipoid, not all, but certain antioxidant can activate the NERF2. And when NERF2 get activated, it travels from cytoplasm to the nucleus, mm-hmm. but they bind it with some another element called antioxidant response element. And then they transcribe a lot of gene transcription for this cytoprotective enzyme and antioxidant enzymes. So our formulation is such that they can activate it. Second important component is that you have to increase the level of 
dietary antioxidant like vitamin A, C, E, mm -hmm. but also you have to increase the endogenous that our mm -hmm. body makes antioxidant. And they have to be all at the same time. And the micro daily EMF has component in a way that will not only enhance the uh, antioxidant enzymes by activating the uh, ROS resistance nerve 2, but also increase the dietary and body-made antioxidant in your body at the same time. You can do one at a time at the same time. This is the unique property of micro daily is that they can do these things. And therefore, in addition to taking precautions that you are mentioning, Cynthia, it is very important to have some kind of micronutrient in your system that can prevent any distress that you are feeling either acutely or late effect. You have to worry about both. Dr. Prasad, just a second. You know, I think Dr. Prasad just gave us a medical school education on uh, how our body works with nutrients and vitamins and micronutrients. Is it okay if I take just a minute and try to summarize what he just said? Absolutely. Okay. So the bottom line is, is I think as a strategy for dealing with EMF radiation, number one is we want to minimize our exposure, right? Mm -hmm. So by minimizing our exposure, we can turn off our Wi-Fi at night. We can try to, you know, work and or live in an area that, that has less data centers or cell towers close by. You know, that will help limit the exposure. But the reality is we're all going to have exposure. Mm -hmm. We live in an EMF soup, like you said. Mm -hmm. So then what else can we do? And what Dr. Prasad was saying is, it's like you said at the beginning of, well, I think we, I can't remember if you said this earlier, we talked about, you know, we are what we eat, right? It yeah. all begins with nutrition. Mm -hmm. And so God has endowed our bodies with systems to heal and protect our health. And uh, it begins with nutrition. And so what Dr. Prasad very quickly said is by taking the proper micronutrients and the right combination and in the right natural forms, we're giving our body nutrients where at the cellular level, we can protect ourselves and heal ourselves from the damage from EMF radiation. And then he was talking specifically about a micronutrient formula that he spent his lifetime formulating. And we can talk more about that a little later. And so one of the things, the big takeaway that I'm hearing when we're talking about this product, and my family and I have had the opportunity to use this over the last month, and thank you again for getting that to us, you know, macronutrients are protein, fat, and carbohydrates. Micronutrients are minerals and vitamins that our bodies need. And in some instances, they get depleted. They get reduced, either related to age, inflammation, you know, inflammation and aging. And let's be honest, we can chronologically be our age, but we can be either accelerating the aging process or slowing it. And what I'm hearing is that this is a product that has those micronutrients. So those vitamins and minerals that our bodies need and can get depleted just from stress and exposure to things. And, you know, let's be honest, our soil is so depleted. We're not getting all the goodness from the soil that we should be. So I just wanted to kind of tag that in there because I think sometimes when we hear different terminology, it can feel a little overwhelming. I think you're hitting the nail on the head in that... Right. Um, that micronutrients are critical. And in the world we live in today, we're not getting them. You know, one third of Americans get half of their calories from junk food. 80% of processed food. So when you go to the grocery store, the statistic I read yesterday was 80% of the food sold in the United States right now is processed. 80%. That blew my mind. 
So we're not getting micro and macronutrients. Like no, we're not. Food. And so, you know, when doctors advise us just to eat right, it's virtually impossible for the average American to eat mm-hmm. right. And that's where supplementation, as Dr. Prasad is saying, is critical to our health and more so now than ever before, because with the advent of 5G, we are stepping into a new world that there is no history for. It reminds me of what happened in the early 20s with smoking, Mm -hmm. where it was just became a part of society. Everybody thought it was cool and great. Come to learn it was killing us. And, you know, 5G, the government's position right now on it is they don't what they will say, if you go to their websites, they will say there is no evidence that 5G is dangerous because Mm -hmm. bottom line is there's no studies on it. And I don't think when you're talking a trillion dollar industry, people want to do studies on 5G right now. Well, and I think it would be unethical to do the studies on humans. I mean, you could make the argument that it's sad to do it to the animals, too. But with that being said, it would be unethical to expose people to the amount of radiation it would require to do a study. So... What are, you know, I think that's a great option. What are some of the other things for people if they're at home and they're kind of feeling overwhelmed? You know, I I always talk about the microwave, which gets my husband triggered in a bad way because he likes the microwave. And I was trying to explain to my kids, I'm old enough that I, of the age that I didn't grow up, I think we got a microwave probably when I was in middle school. So before that, if you had leftovers, you cooked them on the stove and you didn't do any differently. But we have a whole generation of people that are used to instantaneous gratification. And so I always think about the microwave as being one of many things that contribute to our toxic stew. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's why it's so important to have a not only micronutrient, but also a good diet and good lifestyles, you know, exercise and meditation or relaxations these are very important component of your health and that another unique thing about our strategy for micronutrient is that we generally uh, we recommend taking it twice a day mm-hmm. in the morning and in the evening and as you know uh, Cynthia that biological turnover from the b- blood is a variable depending upon your solubility and so if you take only once a day which most of the time people take it and the half of them roughly is gone by evening and another half in the morning. So your body has a lot of fluctuation in the level of antioxidant. And when I was a professor at the University of Colorado, we did a study in our own lab in a cell culture model showing that if you vary the concentration of antioxidant, it changes markedly the gene expression. You know, these days, gene expression study is very easy. You buy chips and do laboratory work. And we examined that. I was surprised to see that just a small difference can make a tremendous change in the gene expression. And if you are taking every day multiple vitamins or micronutrients, for example, and your cell is trying to readjust again and again, that put a genetic stress. And one time, they can do error by chance. And error means mutation. Most mutations are not harmful, but some are harmful. And so it can increase the risk. So in order to avoid that kind of issue, we say take twice. And in this way, you will maintain a relatively low, steady level of micronutrient in your body throughout the day and night. This is very important. Another very important component of micro daily EMF is that we don't have a iron, copper, manganese. These three min- called trace mineral, as you know. And a, a small amount is absolutely essential, otherwise you will be dead. And But slight excess amount of, and there is a whole bunch of literature available that increase iron and at least copper, these two is very 
it can increase the risk of many chronic neurological diseases. As a matter of fact, in Parkinson's disease in early days. Today's podcast is sponsored by NutriSense. It combines cutting edge technology and human expertise so you can see how your body responds to different types of nutrition, stress, exercise, sleep, and where you are in your menstrual cycle in real time. And by pairing a continuous glucose monitor with their app and expert nutritional guidance, NutriSense can help you reach your health goals. And the best part is it's not just a program where they send you the CGM and you have to figure it out on your own. Each subscription plan includes one month of free expert nutritionist support. Your nutritionist will work with you one-on-one interpreting your data and providing customized advice to help you reach your health goals. The last time I had my CGM on, my registered dietitian and I troubleshooted over some specific concerns that I had. And whether you're aiming to lose weight, stabilize your energy, or just feel better overall, NutriSense offers the guidance and support you need. And lasting sustainable change takes time and can be achieved through a longer term subscription. That's why I encourage my patients and clients to consider three, six, or 12-month subscriptions where it's actually less expensive and allows you to not only achieve your goals, but also to ensure that you stick to your healthy lifestyle for the long term. As I've mentioned before, I have found the CGMs I've used through NutriSense to be incredibly insightful, specifically to carbohydrate tolerance. I would not have known that plantains spiked my blood sugar without this information. It's also been hugely helpful for tailoring to workouts and sleep quality. And so for me, even though I am metabolically healthy, I find the insights to be particularly helpful to tailor my lifestyle changes to my blood sugar. Visit NutriSense.io slash EWP and use the code EWP for $30 off plus one month of free nutritionist support. Be sure to let them know you're a listener of the Everyday Wellness Podcast when they ask you how you heard about them. This is one of my favorite ways to take care of my health and one of my top recommendations for all of my patients and clients. I've been using MitoPure for the last two years, and I've added this to my routine for multiple reasons. Number one, it's a foundational supplement for me and my family. It keeps things simple, and I know that I cannot get enough of urolithin A in my food to derive the same benefits. And if you're not familiarized with urolithin A, it's a signaling molecule, but it's also actively involved in anti-aging, energy production. And I take Timeline because of its remote remarkable healthy aging solution that activates key critical cellular pathways in my body. It's a total game changer for healthy aging. I alternate between using the soft gels and powder depending on whether or not I'm traveling. And we know that restoring cellular energy is a key to enduring health. And this is concluded in a recent publication in Nature Metabolism, which is a top scientific journal identifying that newly energized cells may provide many more years of healthy life to people. Yet as we age, we know that cellular energy production naturally declines and reduces our prospects of optimal health and longevity. That's the great thing about Timeline is you can restore cellular energy and support healthy aging. I've noticed the biggest improvements in my energy and sleep levels. 
We know that Timeline is clinically shown to give our cellular energy generators, the mitochondria, new power. And when taken daily, it replaces aging mitochondria. So it upregulates mitophagy and rebuilds new ones or mitogenesis. Timeline is the only nutrient that can do what it does. So Timeline renews your cells to a more powerful state. My listeners can get 10% off your first order at Timeline dot com slash Cynthia. That's 10% off at timeline.com slash Cynthia. I know you're going to love this product. Iron chelator used to be one of the method of treatment. Wow. And so is the Alzheimer. And recently a study shows that the increased copper store in your body can increase the risk of dementia. So it is a deadly, at the same time, very essential trace minerals. And we have not added it because iron when combined with vitamin C, it generates extensive amount of free radicals, you know very well, and so is the copper. And in the presence, if you are taking with antioxidant, they will be absorbed quicker. Mm-hmm. And your body store with the iron binding protein will be saturated. Mm-hmm. And then free iron will be moving around and causing all this kind of damage. If you go PubMed today and you said iron and chronic disease, you will have hundreds of papers. Mm-hmm confirming that. And so I said, you know, and even junk food can give you enough iron to last for a long time. And so I said that it is dangerous to add the iron, copper, and manganese in our preparation. So we said we are not going to add it. I'm so grateful that you have the knowledge that you do, because I feel like as a traditional Western medicine trained nurse practitioner, and I also have functional training. My traditional training didn't talk about micronutrients. I mean, there might've been a cursory overview about the food guide pyramid, which is grossly outdated for many years ago. But what are your thoughts on, you know, protecting yourself in your home from EMF from your devices? Like, are you an advocate of people, you know, turning off circuit breakers in their bedroom? Does that seem like that's overkill or, you know, changing out their light bulbs, not having cordless phones, which of course makes me laugh because we haven't had a home phone in a while. But I think about my parents who still have a home phone, but just thinking about like simple switches that switches literally changes that we could make in the home that will lessen our exposure, like cumulatively. Sure. No, I think that's a good idea if you can do it regularly way. But you know human behavior mm-hmm. until you are so this is just like diet. You say you take an excellent diet, high fiber, low fat diet, but how many people do it? But this is very good that you are saying it. You try to do as much in within your house at least to reduce the exposure. Mm-hmm. But again, that is even though you're doing turn off everything, but the electrical component which is not there, and therefore, but if you go outside, you know, you are again exposed to. And so, but do as much as you can, as just like a diet modification, you do as much as you can, but not many people are as disciplined as you are, Cynthia. Therefore, for them or for anybody, I always suggest it, that you do as much as you can for physical protection in a way, turn off computer, use cell phone as much as you need, not excessive amount. And this strategy is good, especially for a teenager. These days, you know, mm-hmm. they're all the time. And even the... Earplug. Yeah, the wireless. That, that also, what you- yeah, that also could damage your hearing if you prolong it because there is, again, energy is going on there, mm-hmm. you know, entering in your ear. Now, I know that no one is really traveling much right now. You know, I think the world kind of came to a screeching halt in March with COVID, but 
what are your thoughts? How do you, if it weren't COVID, when you travel, because I know that you were doing quite a bit of traveling, what are some of the things that you think about when you're getting on an airplane or if you're going to be on a long flight or... Yeah, long flight, you know, there you not only have EMF radiation, but also you have ionizing radiation. Mm -hmm. There's double things. And we have done experiment, uh, for example, in a with uh, antioxidant part of our formulation. And uh, the idea was the CT scan. Generally, mm-hmm. you say you CT scan, oh, no, it's a harm. Don't worry about it. But European place where we collaborated with a scientist there in hospital. And so one CT scan gave to the patient and then take out their blood and measure the DNA damage, double a strain break DNA damage. This is one form of the damage. You can measure it by immunostaining. So you can say how many lymphocytes under the microscope mm-hmm. are showing light. And they found that, yeah, there is a lot of extensive damage just with one CT scan. Then he gave a micronutrient formulation or antioxidant formulation that we provided them. And they gave to the patient and did the same things half an hour before and then CT scan. And then after CT scan, took the peripheral blood and measured the DNA damage. There was over 50% reduction Wow. In the damage. And this was one form of DNA damage, which is double strand break. You could have a single strand as well. And so, but we don't know because they did not measure it. But if it protects double strand, which is more severe form, I'm sure it will protect single strand as well. And so there is a very good example that even low dose can do it. So my suggestion would be that any time that when I travel it, I take my daily EMF. And even when I go for a diagnostic purposes where your x-ray is involved, I always do it because there is now human data available. Animal data was existed for a long time. And there is other form of a human data available when there was a Chernobyl accident and oh, the people are living in a contaminated area and then they gave a couple of vitamins without any scientific rationale. But even a couple of vitamins did some good to some people for some time. Dr. Prasad, I want to just emphasize what you just said. So, Cynthia, you're asking, like, when you travel, Mm -hmm. what can be done? When you get in an airplane and you get up, you know, 30,000 feet, you're being exposed to higher doses of ionizing radiation, as Dr. Prasad said. Um, In fact, I know some airlines, uh, they... Their stewardesses or their their flight attendants and pilots, they have to sign an agreement that they won't donate their organs because they get damaged from the the ionizing radiation they're exposed to by flying so much. So really, you know, going through the x-rays and in the air, there's really not a lot you can do Mm -hmm. other than, once again, Dr. Prasad has a philosophy that's very science-based of protecting yourself from the inside out. And so I know myself and all of those who understand micronutrients, as we've been educated by Dr. Prasad, we just take a a little extra dosage of the micronutrients before we fly, just like in the study he related and discussed about CT scans. Mm -hmm. That was where they were able to do a human study measuring the damage from the ionizing radiation, low-level ionizing radiation from CT scans. And once again, they were the science supported the understanding that our bodies are designed to have strength and to be able to deal with the threats of our environment if we're giving it the proper nutrition and, and at the foundational cellular level. So to me, the, the message of Dr. Prasad is one of great hope and positivity. We don't have to like radically change the world in which we live. We just need to wisely 
make good choices. And uh, I don't know of anything more simple than taking a simple micronutrient formulation, especially as, as formulated by Dr. Prasad, to help address these life's challenges. So basic answer is uh, Dr. Prasad, through all of these years of experience, has, has um, had reinforced for him through science that our bodies are designed to be healthy. And if we give you know good things in, create good things out. Yeah, I mean, I also, you know, when the ionizing radiations and, and say, EMF radiations, they have a similar biological effect, except the ionizing radiation produces much more uh, free radicals, say, at a given time, and they are applying a lesser one. So the chronic or cumulative effect would be very similar wow. to the low-dose ionizing radiations. But you're saying, Dr. Prasad, that low-dose, like EMF radiation over prolonged periods of time, you believe will have similar effects to what uh, yeah. high-dose ionizing radiation impacts Actually, it is at least more because uh, as low-dose ionizing radiation can increase the risk of cancer like EMF radiation, but EMF radiation causes hypersensitivity mm-hmm. that ionizing low-dose ionizing radiation cannot produce it. So this is much more from neurological point of view and acute damage point of view is much more serious than the ionizing radiation. What I love, though, about your message is it's it's a message of education and providing information to be proactive yes. so that you're not you know sitting in fear. And certainly that, that's not the message we're trying to convey. It's more of a place of education. Like, exactly. you know, when we know more, we can make better choices. And so I want to be really mindful of your time. I know that you're both super busy, but let's talk a little bit about you know, where you're going, right? What are you doing right now? It sounds like you're not slowing down. How can my tribe find you? How can they, obviously we'll have links to the micro daily EMF, but how can people find you on social media or on your website so they can learn more about you, learn more about your incredibly extensive and rich career? Where can they connect with you? I'll, uh, so there's two places that people can go. They can go to microdaily.com. And at microdaily.com, they can read about Dr. Prasad and the, the products that we have. Also, I'll just show a picture here. We call it the red bottle. This is the microdaily EMF product. This can be purchased at the website, but they'll need to put a code in of 12229 to buy there. Or they can go to emfdefenseformula.com and just buy the microdaily EMF right there. So there's two places to go, micro daily.com for information. And to be able to buy the product, they'll need to have that code 12229 or go to emfdefenseformula.com and they can just buy the product directly there. I want to just give a little more insights if I can take a minute here about the product. You know, this is a product that has a rich history of science behind it. And it all started, I'm going to show a picture here real quickly. This is an original formulation that Dr. Prasad formulated with the U.S. military. It's called Military Micronutrient Formulation. It is the foundational formulation for mm-hmm. microdaily EMF. Um, Dr. Prasad in 2001 was approached by the U.S. Department of Defense because at that time we were getting ready for the Afghan war. Mm-hmm. And uh, interestingly enough, at that time, the U.S. military is collaborating with the Russian Federation because of their experiences in Afghanistan. And the Russians had had very positive experiences with antioxidants with the troops in Afghanistan who were healing and performing better than the troops without. When the U.S. military heard that, they wanted to have a supplement for our U.S. soldiers. And so they searched the world over and uh, 
not hard to believe, but they picked Dr. Prasad as the expert that they were going to look to for information and, and knowledge. So in 2001, they began a uh, almost six-year process with Dr. Prasad, conducting 14 clinical studies. The U.S. Congress allocated uh, $12 million to these studies, and ultimately over $24 million was invested in validating the foundational formula that is in the microdaily EMF. And so Dr. Prasad, in that effort, he worked with NASA. They did, they conducted three radiation studies. And that's where Dr. Prasad received a, his patent on micronutrients and radiation. And in fact, the microdaily EMF is a patent pending product. So the legacy behind the product, it's a really a 40 year legacy of Dr. Prasad and his lifetime journey of understanding um, our bodies as it relates to radiation and micronutrients. And it, it's culminated here in uh, microdaily EMF radiation or EMF, which we just launched this year. So that's the story behind the product. Wow. Also, that I want to mention that this has found to be completely safe in human. We tested that when we were doing a clinical study with uh, veterans and the Marine Corps. And in addition to that, none of the ingredient in microdaily EMF or microdaily interacts adversely with either prescription drug or non-prescription drug. This is very important to know as well. I'm so very, very grateful for your time today, Dr. Prasad, and very appreciative of all your knowledge and trying to dispel. I know that there's a lot of information. This is one of those podcasts where I tell people to listen to it once, listen to it twice. You know, there's lots of key nuggets of information about ways we can protect ourselves proactively and not live in fear, but just be aware. I think it's really critical, especially, you know, as a mom, I'm, I'm always thinking about what's the net impact on my children's development. And certainly everyone with distance learning, I have teenagers that are not in high school and middle school, they're at home listening, <laughs> learning from home because we're still on COVID restrictions. But I know that we're not, we're one of many families that are impacted. So I don't want to make light of that. But thank you again for your time today. We'll have links to your website and all of your information. Thank you again, Dave, for coming on board to be able to fill in some gaps for us as well. Well, Cynthia, we really appreciate you having us. And, uh, you know, I think that your audience is blessed to have you providing them this information and knowledge. I like what you just finished with and what you said, and that is, we're here with a message of hope. We're here with an opportunity to continue to live life to its fullest. You know, there's lots of reasons to be afraid in the world, but there's great men like Dr. Prasad and others who are have invested their lifetimes in coming up with answers so that we can live in a world of hope. You know, one additional positive thing about the microdaily EMF is it's a, a significant immune booster. And in today's world, compromised immune systems <laughs> are very risky. Yeah. And I am not aware of anything that is more efficacious in boosting your immune system than microdaily EMF. So it's a product whose time is now. And Dr. Prasad, even though he's 85 years old, I think he's a man of the time. So thank you for having us today. Absolutely. Yeah, My pleasure. Thanks for listening to Everyday Wellness. If you loved this episode, please leave us a rating and review. Subscribe and remember, tell a friend. And if you want to connect with us online, visit the link in the show notes.